All right. Welcome, everybody, to the How Should I Bro podcast. I am your host, Sam Richardson. I'm Tim Pickerel. And we are sitting here today with our guest, Stacy. But before we get to that, I'd like to talk to you guys about a few of the people that are making this show possible. First up, we've got Show Me Comics. They are the premier independent comic book company on the scene, and they produce this awesome graphic novel called Ha-Fu. It's 64 pages, full color, and you can get your copy now at showmecomics.com. And on Comixology. And on Comixology, that's right. And if you are somebody that likes headlocks, pile drivers, and body slams, then you need to check out St. Louis Anarchy Wrestling. Well, I thought you were talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, and that. And that. If you like whips and chains, then check out Fifty Sh- No, don't check them out because they're not sponsoring this show. But St. Louis Anarchy, they've got this big show coming up in April called Gateway to Anarchy. It's featuring TNA star Davey Richards, Ring of Honor star ACH, and of course, one bad son of a bitch that I train. His name is Spitfire Davey Vega, and I'm sure whoever he's wrestling is in for one hell of a beatdown. So with that said, big topic I want to address today are personal trainers. That's the field that I work in. That's what I do. But not everything has to be from the perspective of me trying to teach the audience about health and fitness. In fact, I'd really like for this show to be something where other personal trainers can listen and learn from. Speaking of learning, there's a lot of personal trainers out there. They're a dime a dozen. And just like any industry, you've got some that are good, some that are bad, some that are great, and some that are a fucking waste of your (laughs) money and they might even injure you. Ladies and gentlemen, the industry that I work in has no regulations. You can be a personal trainer just by going out and saying, hire me to get you into shape. You don't really need any formal education. You don't actually need any certification. You can go out there, and it's kind of scary. I didn't know that. Yes. You can just call yourself a trainer, and unfortunately, in many of the uh, clubs and boxes, that's just about what you're getting. But with the bad comes the good, and with the good comes the incredible i would like to introduce you all to my guest i used to work with her at gold's gym we're going to give her a round of applause her name is stacy route all right <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> all right stacy uh first off i'd like you to tell us a little about like how long have you been a trainer where all have you been maybe give us a little uh, background on where you've been oh my goodness i've been everywhere <laughs> i started in the industry in 1981 Oh, nice! Back in the, the days of leg warmers and you know all that. For <laughs> Richard Simmons, shoulder pads, all that good stuff. Yes, yes. And I started um, with ballets when they were Vic Tanny back in the day, and um, I got my start um, as a group instructor. You know, and I started out with group. And um, in the early '80s, I just got fascinated by free weights, so I started lifting. Oh, now wait, I always heard that women think that if they lift weights, they'll get big and bulky. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, that's the goal in some cases. It (laughs) depends on what you're trying to do, really. But, uh, you know, as a female, you really don't have enough testosterone to get big and bulky. Exactly. I've addressed that in a previous show, but it's it's awesome to say that even, even back then in the early 80s, you know, the fitness craze, 
especially for females, was, you know, we have to do aerobics. We had Jane Fonda's right. doing this shit on her fucking tape, so we, right. but we don't want to touch weight. So that's no. awesome that, that even at that time, you were, all, you were already very forward-thinking. You was, already understand yeah. how this stuff worked. Well, considering that the only equipment we had back then was Nautilus, and it was <laughs> built for somebody who was, you know, six foot three and maybe weighed 250 pounds, right. I had a hard time dealing with the, the machines back then. So I just naturally gravitated towards the free weights and everything. So um, once, once I I started doing that um, and noticing changes in my body, you know, and my strength and everything. I just wanted everybody to feel like that. So that's what motivated me to go a little bit more one on one, you know, and um, got my certification through AFA. Back in the nice. day. Are they still around? Yes, they're still around. <laughs> no. Yeah, every year I pay, you know, for my CEUs. They are definitely still around. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a learning experience, you know, all along. So something I'm interested about, you, you've, been in the, you've been in the world of fitness and training for, a, you know, for, for an awesome amount of time. With, with the way that the machines, the equipment, just the, the facilities themselves have changed, you know, what – how have you learned and adapted over the years? Well, it, it's kind of crazy, you know, because I've been in and out of love with machines through my whole career. Right. You know, like I said, when I first when I first started, um, I didn't really like the dynamics of how my body would not fit the same as, you know, somebody right. a foot taller than me. So the versatility of the free weights was what I was attracted to. Um, as the machine started changing, you know, um, now, especially like with free motion and Cybex and all the hydraulics and everything, it's awesome because you you are almost n- not limited, you know, as much as what you can do with a free weight you can right. almost do with a machine these days, right. taking different grips and different rotations and things like that. So um, it's been a real learning experience for me as well. And you know, kind of intimidating. I mean, I can see where somebody would walk into a gym and look at all that equipment and go, oh, my God. Oh, right. Now what do I yes. do? You know, because it, there's so much out there right now that's that, uh, you know, has changed so much. And, you know, um, different well, ways of using one machine. For <laughs> like, sure. So the advancement in technology is going right. to change up, you know, the way that you train people. How yeah. you train somebody just, Absolutely. you know, 10 years ago is going to be way different than how you train somebody now. Absolutely. Which is, it's kind of funny. I did a... Uh, I had this lecture that I gave at Missouri Baptist a few years ago, and while I was there, I was talking to the guy. He was the head of, uh, he was like the head of their exercise science department, but he also had a very strong background in marketing, specifically for fitness. You know, one of the big things we talked about was these days it's not so much like that the technology has to be you know extraordinary. It's, it's it has to be entertaining. You know, he said, that's why you're seeing all these like fucking ellipticals with TVs on them. Right. And you're seeing machines that like count the reps for you. And some of them <laughs> have like a game to where if you do like, you know, 20 reps, your character, you know, they jump to another level or whatever. But it's like right. our society <laughs> has become, you know, so just immersed in technology. They right. feel like they have to be entertained all the time. That, that That's where fitness is headed is they have to feel like they're being entertained. And honestly, I myself as a trainer, I took that and I said, oh, Fuck me, that's that's profound. Because seriously, you like as trainers, we can't just be, you know, we're not just there to to work the person out. That's what you go, oh, what, hire somebody to work me out. Oh, we're way more than just you know drill sergeants. Right. We also have to be professors. We have to be teachers. But what I've learned is above all that is we have to entertain them. They have to feel like they're having a good time when they're with us, whether that's 
you know, in a boot camp setting where seriously, I, I always feel like I have to turn the fucking Richard Simmons dial all the way up at boot camp time. But even more important are the personal clients, you know, the ones when you're together and it's just you with your one or two and you're in that whole hour, just you, you know, just you and them. If they can't stand being with you or if they're like, oh, this person's, man, they bore the shit out of me. Yeah, they work me out really well. And yeah, I feel like I lost a few pounds, but I can't stand being around this person. They won't stay with you. Mm-hmm. Now, I can tell you as someone that, that's known you for a, for a while, I've actually, I, before I started working with Stacy, I used to see her at, at numerous gyms over the years. <laughs> you know, I used to see her at this this rec center that, that used to, that's, that's out here in this area. Um I thought there was another one before Gold's. Uh, no, Gold's was. Oh, oh yeah, there was uh, Lady of America. Maybe that. No, that's not. But I wasn't there. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, you were there. (laughs) That's back before my surgery. You were were looking through that plate glass window. That was you. (laughs) I would leave the heavy um, breathing, the condensation on the windows was from me. But uh, Um, but one of the things that always that always stuck out to me about you was that your clients looked like they were having a good time. Oh yeah. You weren't just standing there with a like a fucking stopwatch and a clipboard and telling them to do more burpees. Like you guys were laughing. You were having a good time. You were having a really good time and I noticed that whenever I finally when I transitioned to working with you at Gold's like from the time I started to the day I left that place you had clients that were with you the whole time and I used to look at that and I'm like fuck man I gotta start doing what she's doing I gotta make sure my clients are having fun and that's something that definitely that was the entertainment factor that I definitely I felt like I had it in my routine up until then but it wasn't nearly as strong and after that I turned that shit up and I feel good because now I have a lot of clients that have been with me you know for a long time right Right. so just just going back to that like your personality when you're training somebody you know talk me through a little bit about what it's like well How'd... you know when I first meet somebody I really look at them and try to get a feel for their personality are they shy if they're shy I try to make them feel comfortable um, I try to find a common ground and I, I talk to them with respect and as a person because a lot of people come in they don't want to be there you know their doctor told them hey you better get there you're a walking you know, time bomb. So I have to overcome that mindset and they do have to enjoy themselves. So that being said, you know, I like to get them to relax. I like to get them laughing a little bit. You know, if they have kids, I'm going to ask them about their kids. My, my, you know, main uh, mode of operation, I guess you could say, I distract them so that they don't even know the hour is over when we're done training. They had a good time as a side effect. They're going to be sore tomorrow, you know? And they're going to look forward to coming back. They do. Yeah. Because how many, how many of you brought in for like their first or second workout and they they're just like torch they call you up "Ah, is it okay for me to come back my legs i can't get out of bed i couldn't get off the toilet (laughs) they don't want to come back after getting their ass whooped right because you made it such a, a fun time they're like you know what but she was, oh man, she was so entertaining. Or man, her personality, like I have to right, go back. Right. You know, like you want to be around her. I tell them, don't worry about the leg, the legs. It's arm day tomorrow anyway. You know. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. There but, you go. Yeah, it's really important not to overwhelm them with too much information or too much in the beginning. Most people aren't respectful of limitations, and you've right. got to realize that this person either a has not ever been in a gym or b has not been in a gym for a long time right so you can't throw too much out at them you know in the very beginning to where they are going to be so sore they can't walk i try to you know get them to the point where they're going to feel a little something and i'll tell them there's a difference between pain and injury 
and soreness and fatigue. And exactly. it's up to you to let me know I'm going to have to have you use your discretion. Exactly. I can tell, not that much, you know, right, so you've right. got to let me know. And I would rather undertrain somebody the first couple times than just whoop their For ass. For sure. You know. That, that's <laughs> funny you say that. That's another reason that I wanted to bring you on the show is over the years, how many times have you seen, like, especially male trainers that come in oh. that have no real education, but they're like either current or like past bodybuilders that only understand bodybuilder style training and they'll brag about right. oh I fucked my client that one was walking they couldn't walk the next day they had to crawl around and they're bragging about it and it's like buddy I yeah. bet you don't have many clients to stick with you do you yeah that makes me cringe because then I think about my 70 year old silver sneaker and I'm like oh yeah right. you gonna do that to her too big boy exactly you Be- know and that's the mentality I hate because of your personality and your ability to understand, you can train more than one type of client. Absolutely. Now, you know, going back to that, as long as you've been in this field, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes you see new trainers make? Um, the biggest mistake I see them make is, you know, not doing a proper assessment. By that I mean, okay, can you do a chair squat? Fine. If you can, can you do a free freestanding overhead squat? Okay, can you travel with it? They try to do too much too fast, and hey, maybe that person's rehabbing off a knee replacement. You're not going right. to have them do leg extensions, right. so don't think you're going to do, you know, three exercises and, and watch them do that. No, you got to be careful because they might be rehabbing. Um, they might they might have arthritis. You know, they might be taking blood pressure meds right. and can't get their heart rate up too high. You have to really know your client. So the biggest mistake that I see people make is they just jump right in and don't get the information or if they have the the information they don't know what to do exactly they only have one style of training they understand all they understand is like slaughter somebody and that's it right who who can i make puke today yeah or this (laughs) or this how many times have you had this happen because this happens to me all the time still is that you'll have someone come in let's say you got a, a 25 30 year old woman and she looks like okay this girl's already you know she she's banging she already looks like she's in pretty good shape I'll take her out there. I'll get her warmed up a little bit. Maybe I need maybe I need to approach this one a little harder than normal because if I take her through my normal assessment, she might think that there's no value in what I do. And so you get them out there and you start to torch them and realize that how that person performs is nothing how they look. <laughs> right. Exactly. You have to really be observant, too. You know, a lot of times I'll see trainers just, you know, looking to see who's coming in the gym or they're rolling their eyes or looking at the clock or my pet peeve, looking down at their phone. Yes. Really, dude? You're a trainer. You're going to have your phone on the workout floor? No. Exactly. I mean, if you you should be walking around your client. If they're on the floor, you need to be on the floor with them. You know, you need to look at them from the front, from the back, from the side, whatever it takes. Exactly. You know? Your attention needs to be Absolutely. on them at 110%. all times because they do. I mean, if you're going through that assessment and you haven't built value in what you've done, if you go out there and take somebody that looks in good shape and they're not and you blast their ass and they couldn't handle it, they're not coming back. And then you've got the flip side. I've had quite a few that I bring in that look like, okay, you know, they're probably 30, 40 pounds overweight. They're, you know, their, their, their heart rate might've been a little high and I think, okay, I got to take baby steps with this. And they're out like, you know, what the fuck? Seriously? This, I'm not even breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. And you find out that they're, they're athletic as hell. Right. Maybe they had a background in high school and college where they were running track and playing soccer. And when they hit their thirties, they just started eating bad and got inactive, but there's still, there's some athletes inside right. there. Right. But if you don't take that, if you underestimate that person during that assessment, they might look and go, 
why the fuck should I hire this trainer? Man, they're mm-hmm. not they're not pushing me. Yeah. They're not doing anything. That's true. But the key thing that we just talked about though is assessment. So for all of you up and coming trainers out there, I agree with Stacy. One of the most important things that you can do is kick super califragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> ass whenever you're bringing that person in for the consultation and assessment. The very first time that you meet that person before they've decided whether they want to hire you or not, you better have a damn good consultation and assessment. Now, here's the problem. Stacy. just off the top of your head, and I know this is a hard number to to come up with but how many assessments have you done in your time as a trainer oh for god's sake sam can we narrow that down to like last (laughs) week (laughs) oh i don't know i'm really bad at math let's say i do uh, i don't know i bet it's easily in the (laughs) a million bajillions what's your point she's done a million bajillion assessments so What I wanted to do for all you budding (laughs) trainers out there is I wanted to give you an example of how Miss Stacy over here approaches her assessment. So I have brought a guest into the studio and Stacy has agreed to take her through an assessment live and on the air. So Stacy, are you ready to meet your your prospect? This is exciting. Yeah. All right. Let me bring her on in. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's your name? Um... I don't really want to give my real name, um, <laughs> but could I give my pin name, which is what I do my writing with? Of Absolutely. course. What's your pin name? My pin name is Stella Bella <laughs> because I am a beautiful star. All right, Stella Bella, I would like to introduce you to your to your trainer today. Her name is Stacy. I didn't think we would be training today. I, You said you just wanted to ask me some questions. It's okay, Stella. It's going to be all right, honey. Come on over here. Let's let's get to know each other. Okay. okay so, so what brings you into the gym today, Stella Bella? <laughs> well, the first thing I just want to make sure is clear is that I am on a fixed income, and I is this free? Yes, today is absolutely free. No worries. No worries whatsoever. Because I'm on a very fixed income. We're not going to worry about that right now, okay? I just need to ask you a few questions. I'm going to have you fill out, fill out this this health history for, for you, for okay. me. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you need help with any of these, i got some cheaters with me if you need to put your glasses on. And first, first of all, I need to know if you, are you on any meds uh, for blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, heart meds, anything like that? I am on Percocet. And Valtrex. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. Do you have any previous injuries or surgeries that limit you in any way? Any knee replacements, uh, arthritis? Uh... When I was young, I used to work at a truck stop, and I was quite popular. <laughs> As a result, I have... Hurt my back. <laughs> On many numerous occasions. Okay. Well, you, you're probably in pretty good cardio shape then. So, we're well, gonna... that was a long, a long time ago. Okay, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were so active in your younger days. So, what is your current activity level? Would you say? 
Well, because as I said, I am a writer. I work from home. So I spend a lot of time at my desk typing my novels, which I'm hoping to have the first one published soon, but until then I just have to keep typing away. So at my desk I spend most of my day doing research and uh, writing fancies. Okay. Well if you're at your if you're at your computer all day, I bet you probably get a little joint stiffness, maybe a little poor forward posture. So we're gonna definitely address that. I'm gonna show you a few stretches today that you can do to help overcome that. That would be great, thank uh, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, what brings you into the gym today, can I ask? What is your overall goal? What are you trying to accomplish? I thought that this question might come up, and it makes me a little nervous, but I want to look good naked. Oh, that's an awesome goal. Don't we all need to look good naked? (laughs) Sometimes when I'm disrobing, I can see my cats looking at me funny. (laughs) And I just want them to stop, but sometimes I think the problem might be me and not the cats, so I want to look good. (laughs) Just as long as you don't let them dogs out, we're going to be all right now, okay? (laughs) Okay, Stella, if you would just come on over here. What I want to do, first of all, let's get your your body weight and body composition, and we're going to go over a few numbers, if you don't mind. I want to find out what your lean body mass is, and then we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition, all right? Okay, do I just step on this scale here? Yeah, you can leave your shoes on or off, and we don't have to, we'll just make a note. So come on up, and we'll do that. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God! No, I'm kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Um... Was that you or the scale? (laughs) (laughs) This is getting way out of control. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a few circumference measurements as well. Are you comfortable with that? Will you be going around my bustier? (laughs) Yes, I will, and your derriere as well. (laughs) Okay, that is fine. Okay. Oh, my God. Somebody pull the kill switch. <laughs> this is not your typical assessment, but, hey, you know, you, you got to roll with what they give you, you know? That's right. I think the, the big thing that I would like to point out about Stacy's assessment she just went through was how caring and sincere that That's she right. was. Because we were playing around, but... That's not far from reality. No, like it's some not. of the shit <laughs> that we and depending mind. on what gym and what town that you fucking work in, that could have been a legitimate uh, client. That could have been a legitimate prospect. Because when I used to work up north, when I started at the one of the last Bali Total Fitnesses that that exists in the whole country, I probably had Stella. 10 to a thousand million times somebody that was just like that and it's so hard because you will ask a question and they will give you an answer and you just want to look at them you just want to look at them like what the fuck did you just say are you serious but you can't because you want to come across as professional you want to show that you care you don't want to seem fake Right. You know, I mean, how, how often do you see that where the new trainers come like, oh, dear, come here. Oh, come. Oh, no, that's okay. Come here. You, where it's almost like they're over-nurturing. Right. And they go beyond the, the that boundary of right. professionalism and it's right. just trying to sound like a nanny. Right. 
But that was awesome because at no point did you sound like you were going too far, but you still sounded like you cared. I, I cared so much. And that, I mean, that is a, that's a perfect example of, of how to start off an assessment and get somebody in and make them feel comfortable and get some of those, get some of those, the guard down right. that, uh, that a lot of your prospects and clients want to put up. Because they don't know you. They go, who is this person? Why should I trust them? Why should I care that, that they're telling this? How do I know that they know what they're talking about? But if you do it right, j- just that beginning, how you take care of them, you know, it'll show that it'll build that value. You have to make them comfortable, that's for sure. Now, with, with, with that said, Stacey, I'm, I'm curious about some of the success that you have had as a trainer. Because I know I, I've seen it whenever I worked with you. You've had just you know numerous clients that that don't just enjoy working out with you but you know there's a reason why they stick around right and i know a lot of them it's because of the you know there's the personality there's the camaraderie and you know they feel like they're getting their money's worth obviously but i'd like to hear about some of your favorites as far as like you know results like any like really good success stories and results that's a good point you bring up because a lot of times in the assessment i'll ask them what their goal is and they'll give me a vanity goal well i'd like to lose 15 pounds because we're going on a cruise and i need to look good in my swimming suit right and i'll take that and say well okay i respect that but um look at all these meds that you're on let's see if we can get rid of this cholesterol med and this blood pressure med and maybe this med and you know as a side effect you're going to lose that 15 pounds and look good anyway Way. So up front, I tell them, you know, I respect their goal, but I as a trainer might have a different goal for them. Right. So I'll put my goal next to their goal. You know, say if they come to me and they're 42% body fat, I'll give them, you know, I'll tell them, well, we need to see you down, you know, just as an example, to 25 or 28%. But let's take that 42 and let, let's shoot for 40. When we get there, let's shoot for 38. And we're right. going to be tracking this every other week. So that being said, I really try to lay the foundation um, for their result. It might their result that they get might not be the one that they're anticipating right they might have better energy they might sleep better they might handle stress better they might get off those meds their clothes might start being a little loose they For might sure. not lose the weight but they might lose the inches so i make yeah. sure that they're aware that d- results come in all different categories for right. them so that being said um the first client that comes to mind one of my greatest success stories when she came into the gym she weighed 555 pounds wow she literally could not walk from the front door to the locker room without sitting down two or three times because she was out of breath. This woman was in her 30s. Wow. Okay. Um, long story short, she was just at a, a, you could just see the stress on her face and you could just, you could see how miserable she, she was, you know, and, and, you know, she, she wanted to be able to ride the roller coaster with her kids. Right. That was her goal. So, um, the way I dealt with her, um, I didn't even put her through, you know, um, the humiliation because that's how I would feel of body weight measurements, body fat. I'm like, okay, you know what? We're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work in the pool. We worked in the pool three times a week for probably I don't know, I would say maybe six or eight weeks. In that first six or eight weeks, she probably lost close to 50 pounds. Sure. Just from moving. And she, you know, I would show her, I mean, at first she could barely even walk back and forth. She could barely even walk up and down the steps holding both handrails getting into the water. So once I got her a little bit more mobile, I started doing things like squats on the steps with the water as buoyancy for her. Right. I showed her stretches that she could do in the water so that it would take some of the pressure uh, off of her knees and ankles. So I would say probably within about 
three to four months now. Oh, and by the way, she worked with me three times a week. She was in there at least twice a week on her own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would say probably after about three or four months, we were able to bring her out onto the workout floor. Here's another reason I'm not in love with machines. Literally, she could not fit in half of the machines. Right. How ironic is that? Yes. You're at the gym to lose weight, but you're too big to fit into a machine. Right. Right? Right. So I pulled a bench over to a corner where she wouldn't be self-conscious, and I got her some little three-pound weights. When I first met her, she couldn't even do a, a behind-the-head tricep with three pounds. Right. And I finally got her to the point where I, we would go you know, a couple times in the pool, a couple times on the free weights, and back and forth. And, and by the time I was done with her, she had lost over 80 pounds, and she was working out on her Wow. Own. This lady bought a hundred sessions with me yeah she signed up with me for a year right and i'm gonna tell you what right now she's she's been one of my greatest success stories i but her motivation and she trained late at night because her kids had activities so you know what she worked she ran her kids around she traveled to jefferson city for her job she still made sure her ass was in that gym and sometimes it, it was eight nine o'clock at night and she could barely keep her eyes open and neither could exactly I. but we did it and I, that it, motivated me for sure i'm thinking oh my god she's my last client of the day but i I look forward to because of her spirit and motivation. That's what's kept me going for all those years. Because she was more than just a dollar sign to you. Oh, exactly. And look look at the reason she was willing to make a commitment that long and that much financially to you is because she could tell that you cared. Right. So for all you up and coming trainers listening to this, that is fucking numero uno is that your (laughs) client knows that you care about them. Because think about it. How many trainers have you seen come along that would have said, oh, okay, this, this woman can't even, she can't even go through the assessment. I'll pass her off. Oh, you want to hear the story? They came and got me because the, the, the trainers were scared. Right. They, they didn't they know, know what, what to, to do, do with her. In five minutes, I talked to her within five minutes. I said, you know what? We're, we're going in the pool. Don't even, she was just looking at that equipment, freaking out. I'm like, you don't even worry about right. that. We're going to go in the pool. You know, you're going to tell me about your day, you know, tell me about your kids, you know, and, and I would get in the water with her and we'd walk back and forth, you know, and, and I mean, she couldn't even swim a lap. Okay. When right. I first met her and I would give her homework. I would say, you know what? I want you to swim a half a lap. Uh, next time, swim a whole lap, right. and then swim too. And I mean, th- you've got to start from ground up. You have right. got to respect their limitations, and they know if you're bullshitting them or not. Oh, totally. You know, they know that. But not just that. You understood, like, right. like you said, some of the 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 embarrassments that she would have. Oh, look at how many trainers out there wouldn't give two shits. They wouldn't even know how to identify. That, that their client might be embarrassed to go out in front of somebody. Right. They just, they don't care. They just go out and do this shit anyway. Right. Or if they can't identify, they still, they're just, they're lazy. They'll identify, okay, this person's embarrassed. Do, oh, well, fuck them. Get back on that elliptical. Do it. You're just being lazy. Right. And then when they come back to the table and they offer the sale and the client says, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I can't afford it. that. <laughs> I can't afford that. And then they right. walk out and the trainer goes, ah, fuck them, cheap, lazy That's bastard. It. And it's like, come to find out, no, that wasn't it. It was because you did not give a shit about them. That's true. The little things like taking her off to the corner where it's like, okay, let's ease some of this. Let's get you away from everybody. Exactly. Let's go over here and slowly build up into it. Exactly. And I find that a lot too more with females because I get a lot of um, stay-at-home moms or, you know, um, you know, women going through that midlife crisis and, right. you know, they want to look good like they did when right. they were in that college 
sorority, and they're, they're intimidated by all these little Barbie doll bimbos that are sure. in there. And I'm like, hey, guess what? Look at her. You see that? She's got her earbuds in. She's looking in the in the mirror. She don't care about you. She's all about her. You know. And I tell them that. And I go, those those meatheads back there tossing them weights around. They don't give a shit about you. They're so into themselves. They're not even looking at you. Exactly. And people don't even think of that. But you you got to point that out to them. Everybody started from day one. Everybody's here for the exactly. same reason. Everybody wants to make an improvement. So you know what? They're no better than you. You're no worse than anybody else. Exactly. That's it, you know. And you can't just think of your client as a dollar sign. No. And that's that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see. Now, Stacy, to kind of turn it around here from, you know, trainer client to trainer self. You know, I've uh I've actually this this past couple of years or so, you really really seem to put the pedal down on yourself and started really yeah. kicking some ass. So, yeah. to uh like I said to kind of take the spotlight away from trainer client and trainer under themselves is tell me a little bit about how you know eating right working out like the fitness lifestyle you know has affected you as a person right well i mean you know you you've got to practice what you preach you know you can't go in there looking like shit and expect to have any credibility right. with clients or co-workers or anybody and members you know they watch us when we're out there so you know when i've got spare time i'm i'm on the treadmill or on the elliptical um sometimes i work out two or three times a day you know lately what has worked for me what what was actually really frustrating for me just to back it up a little bit when i when i turned 50 i suddenly started realizing that the things that i had been doing all my life and all my career weren't working for me anymore and it was really frustrating to me as a trainer i could feel my metabolism slowing down you know i was trying to do all the right things i take vitamins you know i do my cardio i do my weights you know and everything um and you know do we get burned out as trainers training ourselves yeah of course we do you know you have to change it up for sure for sure you know but um you know the so i was kind of on a mission to experiment with myself so that i could better help my clients and i found out what really worked for me was instead of doing maybe 45 minutes of cardio or an hour, I'd split that into blocks, three or four 20-minute blocks in a right. day. Same amount, you know, time-wise, but right. vastly... You just have to do it all at once. Right, it's- vastly different uh, results from, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, hey, wow, I, you know, I feel better, I have more energy, and I'm not, I'm not crashing at the end of a workout, you know, because, you know, when you're in a gym, you don't always bring enough food to last you through the day, and you wind oh, up staying sure. longer than you anticipated. So, you know, a combination of just... Just my own, you know, and I would go and participate in some of the classes too, so I would know what to recommend. You right, know, right. love the combat and the kickboxing. Took up boxing, as you know, yes. when I came to you. Um, still don't know a whole lot about it. I thought I was in great shape until I got on that bag for 15 minutes. You know, but um, always trying new things. You know, when TRX came out, now I'm now I'm nationally certified to teach oh, TRX. That's awesome. You know, I've got a golfing certification now. Right. I don't know a damn thing about golf, but I can train you. If that's you're a right. Golfer. You can get you in better shape for that's it and make right. you a better golfer exactly i mean i don't play golf but i know how to look at a person's golf swing from joint to joint to joint find where the imbalance is hey let's fix that imbalance guess what you're going to improve your drive they love it you know and just to back up what stacy said about all this hard training she did there's a picture of her circulating (laughs) around the internet especially if you go on her facebook page that she took last summer of her in a swimsuit and <laughs> damn i got like 300 friend requests that day <laughs> and you said you picked up a couple of clients because I of it sure see did. when I, when someone can look at you and say okay she yeah. obviously knows what she's talking about because she's applied it to herself 
that creates a shit ton of value. So trainers out right. there that are, you know, <laughs> they have a shitty diet and That's you don't awesome. quite look like you know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter if you are a fucking genius. You could be the smartest trainer in the world, but if you don't look like what you're talking about, what you're trying to teach, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot harder to get your clients. That's right. All right, Stacey, I think we're going to wrap it up. We've hit the end of this podcast, so I would like to thank you very much for coming out here with us All today. Right, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Stella Bella. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> is too soon for me. Okay, we'll make it the next day then. <laughs> All right, so trainers out there, make sure that you have a passion for what you're doing. Make sure that you want to help people. Make sure that you care about your clients. You're not just in this for the dollar signs. If you are on social media, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at How Should I Bro. Like us on Facebook. For the How Should I Bro podcast, I'm Sam Richardson. I'm Sam Pickerel. And we will see you guys on the next download.